Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about magic and puppets. All right, welcome back. And welcome back to Lori. Yeah, I've been out for a while. You may notice her voice is not as deep as last week. (laughs) And her name is not the same as mine anymore. Uh... So she's back, and we've got hot topics to talk about today. I don't know if I'm ready for them. <laughs> I don't know if I'm fully recovered, but we'll see. Uh, so first up, Dark Crystal. Have you? Did you watch that growing up? Um, yeah, I did, but I don't. I don't know that I remember that much about it. Um, fun fact. Well, also Labyrinth. Did you watch that? No, I never did that. I never did watch that. So fun fact, they are connected because of one particular person, Jim Henson. Did you know he did all the puppet work for uh, Dark Crystal? He, it was his thing. I I think I did know that. Um, The only reason I bring it up is because they just, Netflix just got the new Dark Crystal uh, There's a TV. new one. A new one. It's kind of a prequel, in a sense, to the movie, um, but it's ten hour long episodes, hmm. and they're all done with like the original Henson puppet team, like they are actually puppets and stuff. But then it's been supplemented with CGI to make the faces a little more realistic like movements to the mouths and stuff that the puppets can't do. Right. There's a whole like behind the scenes thing. I I binged watched it over the last just like it came out like a week ago and I'm done with it. Um it is very good and if you liked the first one you should watch it. It's been so long. I'm try I was just looking at pictures of Labyrinth even to see because I'm surprised I didn't watch it, but I have no memory of watching it, if that makes any sense. I remember parts of Dark Crystal. Right. You didn't watch Labyrinth with David Bowie? I don't remember watching it. Like, uh, if I saw pieces of it, I just... Can't believe it. I can't remember Can't believe it. you didn't watch it, like, in college or Well, something, yeah, but then it just like, seemed, like, so cool and trendy that you should have seen it that I would just boycotted the fact of watching it in case you were the uh, couldn't remember hipster that was like oh you guys think labyrinth is cool cool? well i'll never watch it and i won't eat sushi with you either (laughs) that was me Uh um but i'm and i don't remember dark crystal completely but i do remember that i know i've seen that one i just yeah it's been uh, a long time it uh it was the only like non-comedy thing really that jim henson ever did um got like a cult following and then they made a TV show which is apparently doing very well thankfully uh but the TV show is the biggest budget puppet production ever made hmm. um i don't know if you like puppets much but it's impressive what they can do with like they're muppets basically i knew i knew um, someone they're... who was that are they called puppeteers yeah a puppeteer one time he was a puppeteer at disney it's like a this is his job it's crazy yeah, well, that, like, puppets are bigger than you they, like they like think about it wasn't it. like mm. it wasn't a part-time job like right. he was a puppeteer and that was what he wanted to be for life well i mean watching the show kind of made me think about puppets <laughs> and they're actually 
like a bigger deal than you don't think about puppets very often. But like, I mean, how big of a deal do you think they are? I mean, Sesame Street and the Muppets. And Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. But Fra- Fraggle Rock's uh, not around. They Gremlins. don't do anything with the Muppets anymore, do they? Oh, yeah. Muppets are, Muppets they, are still kicking. I mean, they have like a Muppet Babies show again, but it's, no, there's just, a, there's it's another, just like a cartoon. It's not Muppets and No, it there's anymore. like another Muppet show. Again. Oh, yeah? It like comes and goes. I feel like it comes for a couple years and then goes away and then comes back. And I'm pretty sure it's back now. Hmm. Um, but then there's like... I can't think of the name of it. There, there was the one Broadway. I guess there's ventriloquist puppet. Yeah, there's they, ventriloquist. They like their puppets. Um, the uh, Gremlins. They were puppets. They were puppets. And so but that's was, a lot of '80s stuff. Yeah, I think they were bigger I mean, then. But they kind of are before coming, they had all the CGI. Well, that's the cool thing is that Dark Crystal. As far as I know, they're the first ones who have done it now. But they combined the CGI with the puppets. Hmm. Uh, so we might get to see some new... Because they like gave the Ooh, puppets I'm, new I'm so excited. Emotions. I just can't stand it. Uh, another favorite movie of mine that's puppets <laughs> is Little Shop of Horrors. Because that's also puppets. Um, You know what? And this is crazy. I liked Little Shop of Horrors a lot when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And now you don't because other people liked it. Oh, no, because no, oh, okay. I got older and I rewatched it and I was like, this thing is scary. Yeah, it's like not a fun thing. It's I like watched it people. so much as a kid because we had this people. tiny little <laughs> thing that you could put these tapes in and you could watch in the car. Uh, it's a VHS? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was like little <laughs> tapes and we could watch them in the car. It was this little portable tape player and we would always watch Little Shop of Horrors. Now, I had an older brother, so it probably mm-hmm. had something to do with a choice of movies but i liked it i was pretty young when but I watched maybe it i didn't pay enough attention to the right things or something we're in the car and i just there was a well, talking singing plant i mean it was right. kind of fun it was singing and like the plant doesn't really eat people on screen so right maybe i didn't get it it's more somehow. of like an implied <laughs> yeah i mean like i just it's like blood that initially. Yeah. Well, I knew they were like pricking his finger and giving him blood, but I think maybe it just didn't connect because I watched it as I got a little older and I was like, this is like crazy. It's a, it's a man eating this plant. Is not, right? This is not what I thought I He's liked. like. like tricking I, people into getting eaten by his plant and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. And it's called Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> happens when you have a brother that's uh, yeah. quite a bit older than you. Well, yeah, I do too. But I, I just watched it. When I, it was like on TV or something. Yeah, I don't know why we had, I mean, we had like, um, we had it on a tape. We only had so many tapes yeah. too for whatever reason. So I think we were kind of. Yeah. And it is limited. a classic. Like it's, it's. I remember I also would watch the movie like Blind, classic, Blind but... Date. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> no. It was um, oh, Michael Keaton. Now I feel like I need to look it up. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just like one of the other tapes that we had for some reason. One of the tiny tapes. One of the tiny tapes. So, so many, only so many made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, besides. No, it was Bruce Willis, not Michael Keaton. Bruce Willis was in it. Uh, and Kim Bas- Basinger, is that his name? Sure. I sure. don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's. Any which way, I remember nothing about that movie, but that that was one of the movies. 
Well, in addition to puppets, another big thing that is featured in the Dark Crystal is magic, which also got me thinking a little bit about magic, like real-life magic. Um, I don't know how you feel about magicians or illusionists, depending on... Um, Like Mickey felt when she went to the castle in love. <laughs> That's very... Uh... Didn't she end up enjoying it? She was like, I don't even remember. But she was like, "What are we doing?" Right. But I, I thought by the end she enjoyed it. Um, um I mean, I think that it's kind of it's cool that they can do some of that, mm-hmm. and like it's an illusion. I'm not like mind blown, excited by like maybe David mind Blaine? blown. Maybe I could be mind blown sometimes, but I'm not overly excited. Do you remember it. those uh, clips? that were on the internet of the like fake David Blaine. No. They went around for a while. Everybody was anyway. Uh so David Blaine and Chris Angel, that's like your they're like those weird magicians that like they do up close magic and stuff like that. Then you have like Penn and Teller, but you know who I haven't heard of in quite a while. Who is still around. I had to google him. To find out what's been going on. David Copperfield. Okay, I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> That's who you were looking up. I well, was just Googling David Copperfield. We, so, I saw him in Vegas one time. Fun fact about David Copperfield. So that was really I wondered, funny. I wondered. Cause, super funny. <laughs> super funny. <laughs> super funny. Magic doesn't blow my mind. Vegas. but the, No, the oh, fact that I Googled him right when you were saying like, uh, who well, you're thinking of. Let me just point out. Well, first off. I haven't really heard much about... You don't hear about David Copperfield really anymore. So I was curious, like, did he get injured or something like that? But no. Do you know why nobody really hears about David Copperfield anymore? Because he's not grandiose. No, because he's made more money than any other solo act in history. So then you don't hear about him because he made money? Well, because he's made over $4 billion. Holy <laughs> so, crap. $4 billion. You don't dollars. hear about him because he probably doesn't do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, he anymore. doesn't care. <laughs> he, wow. Yeah. He, he still has a show, gross. though, I think, in Vegas. Uh, he still does occasional shows, but he doesn't do, like, TV specials or anything like that anymore. No, I he, mean, I saw him he in owns, Vegas years ago. Uh, 10 he, years ago, maybe. He owns more. seven islands in the Bahamas also. <laughs> He That's crazy. Made enough money that he bought seven islands. Now that kind of magic, I like. Yeah. That kind of magic excites so, me. That was interesting to me because through this all, I thought, oh, magic, and then I started looking up some of the people who used to be really popular that like they are still, but they're not. They're not all over like they were for a while. Like David Copperfield, and turns out he's like the wealthiest magician ever. His magic trick was making a lot of money. Out of thin air. <laughs> Man. Um, I think David Blaine and Chris Angel, I think they probably also, you probably just don't hear about them because they probably just have made enough money that uh, you do hear about Penn and Teller now and then, but that's because they still do a lot of TV shows and stuff. Um, but I think all those big names of magic probably just have made a lot of money. <laughs> it's crazy. They just are like, well, you know, I mean, David I guess Copperfield. That's how it is with most 
celebrities, if you make enough, right. then you don't have to really do too much. Which Copperfield, he grossed $4 billion. He didn't keep $4 billion. Right. But that's more than any other solo act in history has made. Pretty not, crazy. Not just solo magician, solo act, musician, anything. I mean, people are impressed. We can, we're wowed easily. Yeah, well, and he, he's good. He's consulted with a lot of people on movies and stuff recently, too. So he's still working. I think he just probably now is just like, well, right. I don't feel like doing that, so I'm not going to. I have $4 billion. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> and he runs like a private resort on his islands as well. So crazy, crazy. Um, that was really all I wanted to talk about with magicians. I found that out as I was looking up magic and was like, wow, that's a lot of money. Um, anything else you want to say about puppets or magic? I guess we could we could move on to the mailbag. At this I wish point, someone you know. could just make a bunch of money appear right here <laughs> yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, if, if, uh, if friends with David Copperfield, maybe he could. Maybe, maybe you could make it disappear from him and appear over here for me, and not for yourself. I mean, take a few on along the way. I just don't know why. If you could do magic, you would do it that way. That's all I'm saying. Why would you give it to me? Give it to yourself. But <laughs> give it got- to me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little confused. <clears throat> you don't need to understand. Okay. Mind okay. magic. I've yep. tricked you. Yep. You've just you've blown my mind. Mind freaked. That's <laughs> remember that's at uh, Chris Angel. I. Did. You know what? I've never watched any Chris Angel stuff. Really? Yeah. That's another one like Labyrinth that I just right. Assumed... Well, I'm really not that nerdy. Yeah, but he was like the AFI of magicians. Oh. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, look a picture. How of dare you? He was no AFI. <laughs> look up Chris Angel. He looks like he could be like their like back of guitar. Yeah, but somehow it wasn't <laughs> cool because he didn't play guitar. He did magic. Okay. <laughs> magic is pretty cool, but okay. Um. So you want to do the mailbag? Sure. You go first. All right. I got one here. Um. This is from Dan. Um, the question is, what pay, What weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of bricks? I'm they weigh kidding. the same. I'm just kidding. That wasn't the question. I just wanted to see if you were listening. Don't try to outsmart <laughs> me. Um, this one is from Dan. Uh, the question is, what was your favorite book as a kid? How little of a kid? Because I have. He doesn't specify. So let's say, let's, if you've got more than one. I have one for the different ages. Okay. What ages in all? Elementary school. Okay. Goose Goofs Off. I loved (laughs) Sweet Pickles books and Goose Goofs Off was the best. I would say. And the story of my life currently. Preschool. um, Do you have a preschool favorite book? The Hungry Caterpillar. I would, I mean, I guess maybe Kindergarten. Uh, but also, uh, the stinky cheese man that were like the, like goofy fairy tales. It was like the gingerbread man, yeah. but he was stinky cheese man. Uh, I liked those two. Those are the two I remember. I feel like I probably liked a lot at that point, but those two just stick in my mind. 
All right, so next age group. Um, middle school, high school okay. time. I don't remember exactly. Like early high school, late middle school, somewhere around there. I really liked um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I really like. I feel like we've talked about that before. Probably because that's one I'm of my I'm also not a favorite. huge reader, so it was like one of my few books that I got so into I finished. Mm-hmm. That it made it onto a favorites list because um, I was able to make it through it. Right, the writing in that is very good too for reading. Um, it's easy to read, not like easy skill level, but like it's easy. Yeah, I remember it just being a fun book to just read. Just kind too. of flows. It's an e- yeah. easy read. Um, it's basically like watching the TV show when you read the book. The old British TV show. You know what's weird? I know. It is, but I didn't like the old British TV show. I could could watch. Which is crazy because I liked reading it. I could have two screens, one playing the movie, one playing the old British TV show, and be reading the book at the same time. And be thrilled? And be super excited. Crazy. uh, Way to top me. Thanks. (laughs) Yep. That's... No, uh, I'll top you by saying that my favorite middle school, high school books were varied and many. Not really. Uh, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, Hey, look, I do like one nerd thing. (laughs) Yep, you do. We have finally found one. You only like the book. Wait, you know what? (laughs) I like, I like... I like got cool as I got older. Um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, I watched Star Wars and did all that stuff. It's like more well-rounded, we'll say. Okay. I'm now just a line. I feel like you like, yeah, yeah you're definitely. <laughs> I'm just a straight line now. The opposite of well-rounded, more like a square. Sure. <laughs> um. But Lord of the Rings, I read a lot of Star Wars books. Um, a Door in the Wall, uh, The Hobbit. So there were a lot of books I liked in high school. Like I said. Mostly fantasy and sci-fi. Isaac nobody's, Asimov. Nobody's shocked. Every, everything written by Isaac Asimov, which <laughs> actually, we're talking about an easy read being Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Isaac Asimov stuff is the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is the, like, Man, most technical I, read. I, but it's still pretty entertaining. I love philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so in high school, I guess this is, like, later in high school, my grandma gave me some of those books that were, like, you know, intro to philosophy. Easy. Easy to understand philosophical mm-hmm. type things. And I loved it. So then I started reading some actual philosophy books, Mm -hmm. my head would hurt so bad by the end of one page. I would have to have a dictionary. I'd have to have this. I'd have to like reread it 10 times and try to interpret it. I was like, this is insane. Well, that's uh, like Asimov. A lot of his short stories were just like fun robot stories that he wrote for like a sci-fi magazine. Yeah. But then as he like... Probably even early stuff, but he wrote a bunch of like philosophy into his work, which same thing. It just like 
makes your head hurt. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> when you it's read intense. it, like, you have to really think uh... about it. Because when <laughs> when people take the philosophers and they break it down and they're just like, oh, here's an intro to it, or you know, they've just kind of weeded out the right. simpler meaning behind it. But when you're trying to gather something from what their actual yeah. words were. And it's written so strange. It's insane. Which Asimov definitely is on the easy side of philosophy. But he does a lot of like futurism stuff. Yeah. And it gets really like, I mean, even some of it is in some of his stuff like iRobot and all of his short stories where you think like, who who is the monster? But uh, some of the stuff like the foundation is where it starts to get like. Yeah difficult to think about (laughs) (laughs) um okay any books now any books now no i mean we went we went to high school so why not no i when i was in college (laughs) no no when i was in college i liked books self-help books and that sounds so weird i think that's the only thing you can categorize them as but i was a psychology major and i liked like that Mm -hmm. whole psychology side and just seeing what people had written on different theories and some were psychology books. Some were like motivational ones. And I all, oh, I'll get there in a second because it actually goes with the question I have. So maybe I'll save it. Okay. But I, um, I liked, I liked that kind of stuff, like nonfiction, which I got in trouble in one of my literature classes because she's like, I think you read too much nonfiction and you don't read enough fiction. So it's so my like when I my writing was more technical instead of. Right, creative. Creative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kept the same interests. Read Lord of the Rings twice. So that takes a lot of reading to get through Lord of the Rings. It's a lot of book. Um, Well, when you have kids, you don't have a whole lot of time to read books. I mean, I guess you could like do it at night, but that's not what I want to do at night. I want to watch TV. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess you could do that. I guess you could do that if you don't love TV as much as I do. (laughs) When you have kids, you just have to watch TV instead of reading. Well, yeah, because you got to like relax. Some people do relax by reading, but I don't know um, who. I like to read. Uh, I mostly uh (laughs) I read like um, like Lovecraft and Asimov and. Easy, mostly easy reads, to be honest. I don't... You're really throwing that term easy read out. Yeah, well... Looks like we've got a title for our podcast. Yeah, easy reader. (laughs) It's Uh, the much less interesting movie uh, sequel to Easy Rider, Easy Reader. (laughs) Anyway, what's your question? Okay, so my question's from Kate, and it is really... um, Sorry, I was going to say something about it, but I won't. I won't. It is just when you were in high school, where did you think you would be in your life at this point? It's kind of a tricky question, but I think what she's saying is like today, like I guess based on our age, maybe she didn't want to like guess our age. Um, So where did we think we'd be in our 30s? When we were in high school? Yeah. So like if you imagined your life as an Mm -hmm. adult, what did you think you'd be doing? Mm -hmm. Or like where were you like working towards being? realistically or where did i hope like, that i'd be well i sure give me both because space colony oh my be, gosh <laughs> that'd be where i would hope i would be maybe you're the close. technology has not progressed enough that i would be comfortable going to be a colonist right now mm-hmm. but uh at the time middle school high school seemed, i was hoping possible 
that like we'd do some terraforming and maybe I'd go to Mars, you know? What did you want to do with, like, did you have, like, something you were going to college for, you wanted to do with life, you thought maybe you would be as an adult? Uh, well, on the previous podcast that you were sick for, uh, me and John talked about what we wanted to be when we grew up, and we were in, like, elementary school, so this fits. I think this was supposed to be more like... Right. I mean, it... This is not I think she question, means, like, but... if you're in college, like, what you went to college for something, did you become what you wanted to be? Um... You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. I don't. No, I'm. I'm. Yeah. It's not the same question we had, but I was just going to. I was getting at. I wanted to be a cartoonist when I was in like. Elementary school. I wanted yeah. to be an actor when I was in elementary school. I was school. no good at. <laughs> no good at drawing. Um, Technically, I mean, based on. Well, I am like, not bad, Even but... high school, I kind of wanted. I thought maybe I'd do like acting or film or something. So I'll answer the question more of like once I started college, what did I think? Mm-hmm. Like it. Well, I went to college for film, and now I work for Film Fray, so... Sort of. Yeah. Do at, and you do filmmaking classes. Yeah, and, yeah, filmmaking classes, and I was in a TV pilot, so I guess kind of here. Maybe, actually, no. no probably uh, more grandiose right. sitting making in my, films. Sitting in my uh, mansion in Bel Air. There you is go. is where I kind of pictured myself now, but realistically, this is a good path. <laughs> I uh, I was originally in school for industrial and organizational psychology because I wanted to be Lilith. Oh, oh sorry. I, I was like, really, I wanted to wear my hair in a bun every day and wear a pencil skirt and be Lilith. Yeah. I mean, that was like the, that was <laughs> yeah. the life goal. Apparently, my ridiculous personality has kept me from being Lilith. Really? Now I'm going to be a stand-up comic. Feel Watch like, out. I feel like she didn't find anything fun either. I'm half and half. I'm right, like, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comedian trapped inside Lilith's body. Well, yeah, no. Well, I don't dress like Lilith. That was the main goal. Hmm. I don't even think it was about so the work. wasn't even what you do. I just needed a job like... that would allow me to dress like Lilith every day. Well, you know, you could I do, do have that a regardless. job that allows me to dress like Lilith <laughs> yeah, every day. You could just dress like Lilith every day. I know. But I just, you know, when you have that more... Most jobs would job allow you to dress like, like I mean, granted, she was a psycholo- like a psychiatrist. So she wasn't just like right. going into businesses and addressing their needs. She was a psychiatrist. But that really says, I need a bun and I need to come off intelligent. This job doesn't need a bun. <laughs> no, but I mean, we, I mean, obviously. Right. We but do, you could. We do more. <laughs> you, there's nothing at all preventing bun. you from... Fun, cool film podcast stuff, which is not ju- flashback to high school. I beat myself in high school. I got it more right than I got it in in college. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I just didn't go to school for film because I thought that seemed like a long shot. Yeah, and then you ended up. Then I found out psychology is a long shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a degree in something and then working in that field, that's a long shot. Yeah. Let me just go back with my other dreams. <laughs> I'm just uh, making stuff up, guys. Oh, Don't listen to me. Do you hear that? I do. It's a TV book club. <laughs> Quick draw. Season one, 
episode one, part two. I know, I was going to say you guys already did this, so... Well, we didn't pick an episode, and you weren't here, so I figured you probably had something to say Everything about Quickdraw. Everything is sadder when I'm not here. Uh, um, I think John Well, I'm not going to be as detailed. He, I'm not going to be as detailed. I'll do might, like a quick skim, because Might just have to, to call him in from now on, I don't know, but... Um, I'll just skim it. Mm-hmm. It was not as funny as I remembered it being the first time I watched it. My mostly, I think why I like that show so much is mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that they're improving most of it. Okay. That it's kind of like a guided script, and they get to improv. Then I get some laughs out of that because if I thought that they wrote those lines for them. Mm-hmm. I might not be as impressed, <laughs> but thinking that they're kind of like off the cuffing it, yeah. And then some is work, some are working, and some obviously they probably did a lot that doesn't work, and they have to cut out. Makes it entertaining. I have nothing negative to say about the show. I watched the whole two seasons, <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, it was good this time. I for some reason I was like remembering it as being a lot funnier, but maybe as you get into it a little bit more, yeah, it was a little bit. Because, I mean, it's the first episode, so sometimes the first episode is, like, Right, the first there. episode was a pilot. Yeah, they're kind of, right. like, establishing characters and who everyone is. And, and I mean, if yeah. you're improving, you probably got to, like, right. get into some episodes before you even know exactly yeah, who your it, character it, is. It, it stays good. Um, yeah, I definitely different. like the show. I just was, like, I had remembered it being a little funnier, but I think it's just because it was the first episode of the first season. Well, I rated it a... Uh, a five out of five six shooters. It's been a few weeks like, since I watched it now, so I know there was like a couple parts that really got me, but John rated it a six out of six five shooters. <laughs> so it's a five and a half out of five and a half five and a half shooters. <laughs> uh, was what our average rating was. So we both we both gave it full marks. Man, well that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I definitely think people should watch it, and it's fun. It's fun watching it with the knowledge that it is yeah. an improv show. So we are gonna pick a episode. You picked one, right, for our next TV book club? Uh yeah. The new season of I'm Sorry came out, so I figure we can watch <laughs> season one episode since we're going back to the beginning of everything now. Season one, episode one of I'm Sorry. Now, this is not a show for kids. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember just how raunchy the first episode is, but I know they have a lot of of, um, bad language and inappropriate topics that they talk about in this show. I don't even know if I love the show, but I sort of... I don't know. I have never seen it. so. So I did... I was excited to see the second season start. It's been a long time since I saw the first season, so I figure, hey, since it's new to Netflix, why not? Yeah. Um, and I had thought maybe the same thing for The Dark Crystal, but now watching it, it's a little too, like, you definitely can't watch it out of order. Um, mm. And it's an hour long. Oh, yeah. So that's why I thought we would just talk about The Dark Crystal. Right. For the episode. Uh, so we'll do I'm Sorry. So no little kids should watch it, evidently. 
No, know. no. Yeah, I mean, probably within the first two minutes, no, if you have a kid in the room, you'll be like, ah, and turn it off. I don't think we have a lot of little kid listeners. But no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we do. Well, I mean, I don't even know you how you feel about your teenagers hearing some of the stuff that happens on that. So I don't know. Um, Rental discretion advised. Yeah, whatever whatever the TV ratings are. Yeah. Apply to watching it. Right. And flashback, flashback, throwback. When I stopped you on your question because I didn't want to go on because I wanted to tell you what I was mm, wanted to be. Yeah. I didn't tell you what I wanted to be. I told you something else. Okay. Is that weird? Yeah. I wanted to be a motivational speaker, so uh, I liked motivational you, books. Okay. It was part of why I did psychology I because then you could be like, oh, she has a degree in psychology and she's doing motivational speaking. See, like it went together, mm-hmm. but I got so wrapped up in the Lilith, I forgot to tell you that that was her. Okay. that uh, was like the I was aspect. a little, I was a little confused. So, so. public speaking, I guess, kind of goes with podcasting and stuff. Sure, it's a little not motivational but, you know. speaking, but public speaking. Well, I yeah. can motivate them next week. I'll motivate you guys. Um, yeah, angrily. Just do it. You have the power. You have the strength. I don't. I don't think Nike's going to appreciate your motivational speech. They don't. They can't. <laughs> you have the power inside yourself. To watch. I'm sorry if you are not <laughs> underage. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for the TV book club. Uh, that was a quick part two. Uh, but we're back to our... Lori's back. And we're back to the regular TV book club. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Send in your questions. And comments and at Sebring Podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us. Tell us you love us. That's a little creepy, but hey, Jonathan needs it right now. Yep. <laughs> so have a good week. <laughs>